It is officially spring, and that means graduation season is on. We here at the Financial Grown-Up Podcast have created some new super fun gifts just for that in our grownupgear.com merch store. We have adorable hats, totes, mugs, pillows, tees, and the seriously most cozy and comfortable sweatshirts all on grownupgear.com and all at affordable prices. Grown Up Gear also makes great gifts for Mother's Day, Father's Day, engagements, bachelor bachelorette parties, birthdays, and of course, just for fun to treat yourself. Use code graduation for a 15% discount. And thank you in advance for your orders. Buying from our small business helps to support this free podcast. And we truly appreciate your support. Behind the scenes, it was very stressful when that startup was dying. Of all people, my mother said, you know, it's going to fall apart. (laughs) She has the clear-eyed view of someone who can see, whereas when you're in it, you're like, no, no. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends. So I think that we have all probably had that sinking feeling that something not so good is on the horizon and it's just a matter of time before it hits us. But we actively work to just ignore it and hope we're wrong and that everything's actually fine. Even if it's pretty much crystal clear to our friends and family around us that this is happening. As you just heard in the open for our guest, Jen Owens, that person was her mother who had no doubt the startup that Jen was working for was a sinking ship. And by the way, that is just the tip of the iceberg, but we'll get to that later. First, welcome everyone. This is the Financial Grown-Up Podcast. We talk to financial grown-ups who share money stories and lessons and money tips, all to help us on our own journeys. Now, I first met Jen Owens at an event ahead of the launch of my book, How to Be a Financial Grown-Up, when she was the editorial director at Working Mother. Her energy was, and frankly is, still contagious. She is a force. Fast forward, and Jen has had a very exciting, as it turns out, but very unpredictable few years after leaving that job. And I'm not just talking about the COVID times, even in the before, as we like to say. In addition to her consulting company, Genworks, and a new corporate job, Jen is also the co-host of the Breadwinners podcast, which we will talk about later in her interview. But first, let's get to that interview. Here is Jen Owens. Jen Owens, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Congratulations on the continued success of the Breadwinners podcast. Always a great listen. Oh, thank you. You know, very much inspired by the financial grown-up, for sure. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I'm glad to finally have you on here. You brought a money story that is very appropriate for a breadwinner, and it has to do with what you did when no one would hire you. Jen, tell us your money story. My money story is how to stay in your career, even when how you think your career is supposed to look, working for someone else. That's how I had done it for 30 years. So when a startup I was part of failed, 
then I looked around and I was inspired by women who had done the same thing uh, ahead of me and is to form my own consultancy, do all the things, make an LLC, get it filed right, do whatever, and, and then look and learn how to pitch myself as the content agency that I knew I could be. Basically, a, like a fractional content agency to people who couldn't afford to hire me. And that was very exciting. And what I'm very proud of is that I got to do interesting projects, but I also got to continue to support my family. Okay, but let's break it down. You made it sound like you made a simple checklist and boom, 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 everything came together. But we both know it was not so simple. Tell us more about what was going on behind the scenes, how you were feeling and how you really actually got those first clients. Because a lot of people hang up a shingle, me, myself and I consulting and then crickets. Yes. I talked to a lot of good friends that had done it before to kind of learn from their mistakes. And people were very kind to share. I got my accountant from uh, one person. I got the way you set up because when you start to set up, there are S-corps and C-corps. And so finding the one that's right for you and that will get your taxes going right. I learned from this network of people. I started reaching out. And yes, behind the scenes, it was very stressful when that startup was dying. Of all people, my mother said, you know, this it's going to fall apart. It's, it's Oh, no. It, it, yes. Well, she has the clear-eyed view of someone who can see, whereas when you're in it, you're like, no, no, I can make it happen. I can keep it going. And no. So no, that was very stressful. And it was until the moment it clicked that, no, my mother's right, which is always hard to admit, but my mother is right and I need to get my act together. That's when I started putting the pieces together and thinking about, I do the thing where I make a huge list of like a hundred things that I, you know, what about this? What about that? What about this? And then start to break it down, just like you're talking about. As for finding clients, I think your first go-to spot is your network. I have been working for a lot of years and, you know, it's funny that in your network, people don't remember where you are because I had been at working mother media for almost a decade and the startup had lasted a year. So people just assumed I was still at working mother and you're like, aren't you following my every move? So uh, no, they don't. But that network from working mother, that's my passion anyways. That's my expertise. That's what I tapped first. And I reached out to people just to catch up. I reached out to find out what they were working on, and that became my core of my first clients. One thing that's always been frustrating for me in my career is people that are well-meaning, but tell you to do things that you're doing because they're really obvious. I mean, if one more person tells me to apply to XYZ for a job that hasn't hired me yet to this day, I just don't know what to do. So what do you do when people give you basically, it's not necessarily bad advice, it's just obvious advice. And sort of condescending, like, obviously, I thought of that, but you don't want to say that when they, they're well-meaning. And you're like, I'd rather you just send business my way if you or someone you know needs it. Like, I don't need you to tell me to apply to this job. I'm doing this. Right. I think one answer is to say, you know, other than to be very polite and thank you, you know, as of we course. all do, because we're course. all lovely ladies. But I think one way is, is to respond to say, do you have any connections there? Do you have any insight there? You know, like what sort of, do you have anything? And and if they do, you know, pry it out of them. <laughs> get, get whatever connection they don't. And if they don't have anything, well, then thank you. Great. Moving on. <laughs> and since many of your initial clients come from our friends, basically, is it hard to get them to perceive the value in your work? Because one thing entrepreneurs also face is that many people think that because they're your friend or your family, that you're going to give them the discount, you're going to give them the friends and family rate. And you can to some degree, 
But long-term, that's not really a viable business strategy. That's true. And I think that even to step back is to think of pricing. I did the classic thing where, you know, to value yourself at the real rate. And what I mean by that is I've come to learn after doing this for quite a while that, you know, your rate is not just the moment of time that you're working. It's all the expertise and experience that you bring to that hour. So you might work on a project, but the reason you can do it so quickly and so well and so thoughtfully and you can think about the future is because you have all this experience. Think of it as overhead, like intellectual overhead. So that's where I think talking to your network of peers, talk about pricing. I think people, like at least privately, like you and I will talk about what we charge people and you and another person. If we share this information, it really does help us know how to price ourselves, especially if you're new to the market of being an entrepreneur, because then you can give a friends and family discount that won't hurt you. Very well said. So what is the lesson for our listeners, especially so many people that are sort of rethinking how they're going to get back into the job market? as hopefully things continue to improve with respect to the pandemic? You know, honest to goodness, like real down and dirty, I say if you're looking to pivot, if you think that your skills need to be burnished a bit in your resume, look around, look at the resume writers, because there are bots that are, you know, just like SEO is working on websites, basically the same concept is looking at, at HR departments that they are getting, because they're using Indeed and LinkedIn and what, they're getting hundreds of resumes. And so then they use these bots to scrape and to look at keywords. Is that your skill? I had to admit it wasn't my skill. You know, I know how to do all kinds of content, but this is a specific kind of content. I think there's no shame in investing in yourself for certain skills that will help present you in the best light. That's very interesting because I never thought about the fact that you need to really SEO optimize your resume these days. Yeah. Because I've been working on trying to SEO optimize my website for the first time and it's fascinating. And so that's something that it's true. You may not have to do it that often. So it may be worth it to just outsource it rather than invest the time to learn to do it yourself. You may not do it that well yourself in the end. Yeah. That's such good advice. You did bring with you an everyday money tip that is so, I don't know, it's just endearing. What's your everyday money tip, Jen? So my everyday money tip is to talk to your older generation of your family about their money stories. Because I have gotten such an insight into, especially the women of my family, learning about their approach to working and to money. I have a story that my grandmother, my father's mother, once followed an ad on the back of the bus to U.S. Shoe when shoe manufacturing was still a thing in the Northeast. And she got a job as a bookkeeper. And she came home. She had two kids at home. I think they had just entered high school. And her husband, my grandfather, said, well, as long as you're home for making dinner. And I'm like, oh, dude. (laughs) But very lovely parents. But that was actually probably considered very modern at the time. Oh, and I said, Nana, why did you do that? She said, well, I was always good with figures. So she became a bookkeeper. And that paid for college. Wow. That pinned money was college money. And what's funny is I'm doing the same thing. You know, like what clients can I bring in to pay for college? So it makes me feel linked to my grandmother in a very visceral way. I love that. And it's such great advice because we do get so much information and context on financial decisions that were made in previous generations and what we can take forward from talking to 
our older friends and relatives, whoever that may be. It might be your grandparents, but it might be somebody else in your life. And I think that's such a wonderful thing to proactively do. Tell us more about everything else you're doing these days, starting with your podcast. Well, thank you. The Breadwinners just celebrated its 100th episode, which is quite the milestone. Can't believe we did that. So the Breadwinners is, we're looking at the world, the everyday hustle of life seen through those of us who have to work, which is really everyone. So, you know, how it impacts our relationships, our careers, certainly our families, our communities. So we enjoy just talking to smart people of which you shall be on. I am saying it right now for goodness (laughs) sakes. Anytime, anytime. All right. Where can people follow you on social and all those things? They can follow me on Twitter at underscore Jennifer Owens, and they can come to the breadwinnerspodcast.com. All of it is there. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you. Okay, my friends, here we go. Financial grown-up tip number one. If we're being honest, I have a really hard time pricing my work. That's why I depend on a team my friends, my network of business colleagues who do work in the personal finance space and the content creation space that is somewhat similar to mine. I also talk to family, especially my husband. And in my case, I am fortunate. I have an agent who is familiar with the going rates in the market. Networking isn't just about getting the job. It's also about finding people to bounce ideas off of and to learn from and about getting paid the right price when you do get the job. Financial grown-up tip number two. I love what Jen had to say about talking to older generations. We don't do it enough. I've learned so much about my parents' finances in just the last few years. Frankly, a lot of it was 100% different from what I had just assumed. Don't assume that you know your family's actual money story. Take the time to ask more questions. I'm putting it on my list as well. Friends, I have more books to give away as we continue to celebrate Financial Literacy Month. If you want to win a book from one of our financial grown-up authors, just DM me on Instagram at bobbyrebel1. That's bobbyrebel and the number one. And just write, I want to win a book by a financial grown-up author. And please continue to join my Money Tips for Grownups Club on Clubhouse. DM me at bobbyrebel1 on Instagram. If you need an invite, we meet every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. And we look forward to having you as part of the conversation. I also encourage everyone to check out Jen's podcast, The Breadwinner's Podcast. And big thanks, of course, to Jen Owens for helping us all be financial grownups. The Financial Grownup Podcast is a production of BRK Media. The podcast is hosted by me, Bobby Rebel, but the real magic happens behind the scenes with our team. Steve Stewart is our editor and producer, and Amanda Savin is our talent coordinator and content creator. So yeah, that means she does the show notes you can get for every show right on our website and all the fantastic graphics that you can see on our social media channels. Our mission here at Financial Grown Up is to help you be at your financial best in every stage of life. And this year, we want to help you get there by giving away some of our favorite money books. To get yours, make sure you are on the grown-up list. Go to bobbyrebel.com to sign up for free. While you're there, please check out our grown-up gear shop and help support the show by buying something to express your commitment to being a financial grown-up. Stay in touch on Instagram at bobbyrebel one 
and on Twitter at Bobby Rebel. You can email us at hello at financialgrownup.com. And if you enjoy the show, please tell a friend and maybe leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It only takes a couple minutes. Join us next time for more stories to help you live your best grown-up life.